Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Coming to you from the front seat of the old F-250 this morning at 6 a.m. Saturday, November the 5th, 2022. Three days away from election day. Wow. Three days away from probably the very most critical midterm election that you will experience in your lifetime. I know, I know. Talk show hosts have been saying this on both sides of the aisle every time an election cycle comes around. Hell, Sean Hannity says it every time there's a local election. It's the most important election you'll ever have in your life. This one, my friends, is most likely the most impactful, critical, and important midterm election cycle that you will experience or will have experienced so far in your life. Who knows when the next one comes around, if things might be worse. What is at stake? Well, don't fall for the hype, the hypocrisy, the hyperbole, the manufactured conjecture, the rumors, and all of that. Let's be realistic. If you wake up on Wednesday and the Democrats somehow manage, whether by hook or by crook, to maintain control of the House and the Senate and gropey, mopey, sleepy, creepy, touchy-feely Joe Biden remains your president, Camel Toe Harris remains your vice president, naughty, nasty, Nazi Nancy Pelosi decides to just hang on a little longer, chuckles the clown Schumer, decides to stick it out and remain the president of the Senate or whatever his title is. What is it? It's the uh, Senate Majority Leader. My apologies. It's early. I haven't had my breakfast yet. AOC remains in office. Focahontas remains in office. Crazy, nutty Bernie Sanders remains in office. Let's just pretend that all of that comes to fruition and the Republicans do not get a controlling majority in the House and the Senate. Either or, or both. When you wake up on Wednesday morning, after the elections, after the results are read, whether you choose to believe them or not, remember, if the Democrats lose, Hillary Clinton says it's because of election fraud. She's already said that. I played that for you a clip of that the other day. She's trying to raise money for yet another so-called nonprofit organization that she's running so that she can put more millions of stupid people's money in her own pocket. But when Hillary Rotten Clinton said the other day that if the Republicans win, then we know the election is fraudulent. It's the same crybaby line she spouted when she lost legitimately to Donald Trump in 2016. Talk about a wound that never heals. And I thought she was well past that age in her life. The constant resurgence of the bleeding of the wound. But that's a story for another day, my friends. As I said, it is Saturday. It is November the 5th. I think you should all take today 
and do something enjoyable. Find something that brings you happiness, joy, relief, release, and do it today, Saturday, November 5th. We know right now, considering everything that's going on in our nation, that three days from now will be a very critical day, election day. I sincerely hope that each and every one of you, if you have not already early voted or absentee voted, I hope that each and every one of you not only goes to the polls and votes the Democrats out of power, but I hope you can convince just one person who might be on the fence about bothering to go vote. Convince just one person to go to the polls. Drive them there if you must. Just one like-minded conservative vote for each one of you, my friends, would mean a world of difference. We not only need to win the House and the Senate, we need to win it big. We can't settle for a razor-thin majority. We need a minimum of 61 Republican senators in the U.S. Senate to avoid any potential Democratic filibusters. Remember, those two-faced Democratic Party folks railed against the filibuster since Donald Trump was in office. Oh, we don't want the filibuster. We want to eliminate the filibuster. It's all you heard for months. But when they lose power in the midterms, when they lose the majority, you can bet your mother's sweet apple pie that they will use and abuse that filibuster at every possible conceivable opportunity. They are the epitome of the double standard. They are the actual picture in the dictionary of hypocrisy the Democratic Party is. You know it. I know it. I don't need to tell you these things. I'm just reinforcing something in your intelligent mind that you already know. The Democratic Party has strayed so far away from its base that my father, my late father, who would have been 96 this year, 96, my late father was a staunch Democrat, an attorney, a New Orleans Democrat lawyer. He would be turning in his grave right now at the radical, progressive, woke, liberal, socialist leanings of his party, a party that once stood for helping people. But you see, what happened to the Democratic Party, my friends, is a story that happens in most of your daily social interactions. You may have a very good friend, someone who has stuck by you through thick and thin, someone who you thought was loyal to a fault, but then they found an easier way to get whatever it was they were looking for, whether by cheating, by stealing, by corrupting a system, by taking advantage of 
people less intelligent than they were, less fortunate, less economically stable, more easily led like sheep. And your friend, your loyal confidant, traded away friendship and loyalty to their values in exchange for whatever it was they were seeking, whether it was a promotion at your expense, whether it was a pay raise at the expense of all the employees, doesn't matter. They got what they wanted, they got what they needed, and they did so in a manner that you would consider less than moral, less than ethical, less than just, less than equitable. I haven't already said that word. I apologize. The heavy, heavy rains that were predicted for South Louisiana today are rearing their ugly heads right now at 6.11 a.m. on your Saturday morning. And that, my friends, as an aside, is not a good thing for yours truly. For the very reason I got up early this morning was to take the old Volkswagen bus, which is in tow behind the old F-250, down to the Buggin' the Big Easy Car Show, a classic air-cooled Volkswagen Porsche and Corvair car show at the Esplanade Mall today from 9 to 4 in Kenner, Louisiana, just outside of New Orleans. Hundreds of classic cars, and yours truly, spinning the hits. Yes, I will be the master of ceremonies slash DJ slash auctioneer at today's event. And with a 100% chance of rain and heavy thunderstorms, I have a feeling it's going to be a washout. And that's not good for our, our charity. We use all of the profits, all of the proceeds from our annual Buggin' the Big Easy car show to give to the Take Paws Animal Rescue. Take Paws, P-A-W-S, Animal Rescue in New Orleans a non-profit organization that actually does some good. Not just some people who say I'm non-profit and go buy a new Cadillac and call it administrative expenses. The Take Paws Animal Rescue takes money, buys dog food and cat litter and cat food and dog collars and flea medication and heartworm medication. And then they urge people to temporarily house or foster one animal, just one, until that animal can find a forever home. 501c3 nonprofit charity organization Take Pause does accept monetary contributions, so if you want to look them up, takepause.org and make a donation. I know many of you are animal lovers. This is a local, homegrown, been in, in operation for years and years and years. And each year they are responsible for helping animals transition from cold, heartless shelters, sometimes kill shelters, and puts those loving animals into a home temporarily until they can find a forever home. Takepaws.org. Anyway, it's Saturday morning. I am heading down to the Volkswagen show, the Buggin' the Big Easy this week. Next week, it's Tampa, Florida for the Florida Bug Jam, one of the largest Volkswagen shows, rallies, and swap meets in America. 
That's next Saturday in Tampa, Florida, actually in Dade City, north of Tampa by about, what, 40 minutes? And then on Sunday, it's the Classic Bully Brigade, B-U-L-L-I. If you have a moment, look that up. Bully Brigade is vintage Volkswagen camper buses and combi buses and panel vans, the older models from 1967 all the way back to when they first started making those air-cooled hippie vans in 1959, I believe it was. They do a show in Clearwater, Florida, and then they do a parade around the whole Clearwater, Tampa area. It's going to be real fun next weekend in Florida. The Florida Bug Jam on Saturday, the Bully Brigade on Sunday, and yours truly will be there to take part in the festivities. The following week is Volksgiving, V-O-L-K-S-G-I-V-I-N-G. It's like Thanksgiving, but with Volkswagens. And that's at a state park on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. About 50 or 60 Volkswagen enthusiasts will be camping out, primitive camping style, sleeping in tents, or in the case of yours truly, if I can make that event, in the wonderful 76 Westphalia camper bus Volkswagen hippie van that I have. All right, enough about that. Let's get back to the real world for a moment. The non-air-cooled, non-Volkswagen world. When you go to the polls on Thursday, there might be a bright, shining, smiling, well-dressed Democrat running for office who has practiced his or her lines who has polished his or her speech, who has made their lie sound a little more believable, conceivable, possible. Don't fall for the Democratic Party's lies. Remember, it is that Democratic Party who has, for the last two years now, had control of the United States of America's economy, crime and law enforcement, border at the southern border with Mexico, international relations, supply chains, interest rates, jobs, and they have lied to you since the day it was announced that gropey Joe Biden was your president. Don't believe me? Let's rewind the tape, shall we? Day one in office, Joe Biden put his feeble fingers on the Holy Bible and swore to protect and defend the people and the Constitution of the United States of America, so help him God. And then, the very first thing he did was he canceled the Keystone XL Energy Pipeline. Do you know that if that pipeline had been allowed to be completed, It would already be completed. It would already be in operation and it would already be pumping 886 million barrels of oil, according to figures provided to the Truth Hurts Network. Instead, Joe Biden said, you know what? We're going to end, E-N-D, we're going to end fossil fuels in America. We're going to put hundreds 
of thousands of oil and gas workers in fear of their jobs, their employment, their livelihood, their ability to feed their families. We're simply going to shut it down. No more oil, no more natural gas produced here in this country. And then he turned around and begged foreign adversaries of the United States of America, please produce more oil because the price of gasoline in the United States of America had risen already a dollar since he took office. From that point to the time he was begging OPEC, begging Venezuela, begging Colombia, begging Argentina, begging other nations who wish to do us harm, please produce more oil and gas and diesel. I'm looking really bad here, and I'm the President of the United States of America, when he remembers that that's what he is. Remember, he called himself a senator many, many times. He called Camel Toe Harris the President on at least six times in public forums, at the podium. She's a great president. Joe Biden does not know whether he's coming or going. Joe Biden doesn't realize he's the president most days, and I really don't think he is. And it's not an election thing, my friends. I'm not saying the the, uh, legitimacy of the election is in question. We can't continue to go there. He has been the president now for almost two straight years. There's no going back at this point and wasting your breath. The media, those who control your thoughts, have accepted Joe Biden as the president. And by doing so, there's not a damn thing any of us can do to change that reality, that fact. So, If he's going to be our president, which apparently he has been, then he has to own that shit. Pardon my French early on a Saturday morning. But if you're going to be the president and you're going to preside over the disastrous handling of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus, you have to own that. If you're the president and you're going to claim to be the president, you have to own your economy. That means you own great economies, and you own the disastrous economy. So far, we've only seen the disastrous economy with Joe Biden. He has to own it because it is his, 100% his problem, his issue, his doing. He is, supposedly, your president. And as such, he has to own the presidency. And that comes with all the good and all of the bad. That's the way it works. I want you to step back for a moment and imagine if Donald Trump had beaten Joe Biden. And by some strange, sick, twisted turn of events, we ended up with the first year of 6% inflation and the second year of 8.5% inflation under Donald Trump. The media, the Democrats, and indeed the United States of America would be calling for Donald Trump's head on a stake with an apple in his mouth. They would be blaming Donald Trump for every single solitary aspect of the failed economy. Now we know the economy was doing swimmingly well under Donald Trump. 
2% healthy annual growth, the lowest unemployment rates in years, the highest job participation rate in history, the very highest job participation rate for Asians, Hispanics, and the Blafrican American 13% hyphenated minority. These are facts. These are figures that came straight from the Labor Department and from the Commerce Department. Oh, my friends, Donald Trump had indeed made America great again from an economic standpoint. He spent four entire years and not a single new armed conflict. No war. We were on the brink with little rocket man, South Korea. You remember that? We were on the brink of an armed conflict. He was firing missiles like crazy, and Donald Trump said, Hey, buddy, better cut that crap out, or we will make you. And just like that, he stopped, and he befriended Dennis Rodman for some reason. Soon as Joe Biden took office, my friends, no sooner had the ink dried on his first disastrous executive order little rocket man said, this feeble old coot, I'll walk all over him with my little pudgy ass. And he did, and he has. 23 missiles fired in one day right over South Korean waters, damn near to Japan. Nuclear tests, nuclear missile tests resumed under Kim Jong-un's regime since Joe Biden took office. We didn't have those shenanigans when Donald Trump was president. Then there was the Afghanistan withdrawal, that Saigon-like surrender of a democracy. We just simply gave away a democracy, handed it over straight to the Taliban, the Taliban. We gave them the country of Afghanistan. We just handed them the keys. But not only did we surrender, wave the white flag of cowardice and turn over that entire burgeoning democratic society to one of the most heinous, murderous, terrorist organizations on planet Earth, we also left them with billions, with a B, billions of dollars of American assets, tanks, Humvees, armored vehicles, missile launching stations, military bases, Aircraft, both airplane and helicopter. Oh, sure, we took a hammer and we beat a few of the gauges and instruments on those those airplanes and those helicopters that we left there. But you don't think that the people there would not use their allies from China, their allies from North Korea, their allies from North Vietnam, you know, those intelligent Asians who know how to take apart teeny tiny wires and circuit boards and processors. You don't think they have not already figured out all of our secret proprietary military technology? Joe Biden did this, my friends. And a week before it happened, he said, there's not going to be a withdrawal like in Vietnam. We're not going to look like Saigon where people stand on rooftops begging to get on a helicopter. And yet, even on his own favorite network, CNN, the Communist News Network, there was the helicopter at the roof of the U.S. Embassy 
plucking Americans off the roof while 13 American service people died needlessly, unnecessarily, because of Joe Biden's cowardice. It looked exactly like the color television version of the Saigon withdrawal in 75. That's Joe Biden's presidency, my friends. That's Joe Biden's America. And he has to own that shit, pardon my French, on a Saturday morning. He has to own it because it's his. It is his doing. With crime skyrocketing, double and even triple digit increases in murder, assault, armed robbery, carjacking, and other violent crimes like rape. Joe Biden claims it's not the Democratic Party's fault. They're in power. They're in charge. They are the party who said, let's let all the prisoners out. There shouldn't be so many prisoners in jail. And there shouldn't be so many black prisoners in jail because our nation's prisons are teeming with black people. Now, the logic is those black people are in prison in mass numbers because those black people are committing the vast majority of the crime. But Steve, where are you coming up with these figures? Oh, the pesky data from the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, has been keeping track of crime statistics for over a century. The FBI crime statistics point to the fact, the reality, the actuality, not conjecture, not hyperbole, Mr. President, that the vast, overwhelming majority of crimes committed and arrests made and convictions, meaning you are guilty, occurs in the Blafrican American 13% hyphenated minority. Not only by percentage, but by sheer numbers when compared to the population density and the demographics. The vast overwhelming majority of violent crimes and their increases exponentially that have occurred over the last, well, two years, risen sharply after Joe Biden took office. They rose sharply after Democratic mayors, Democratic districts attorney, and that's the correct way to say it, Democratic police chiefs, Democratic city councils, all said we need to end the cash bail system and simply let these people out to commit more crimes before their trial that they never show up for. Let's be realistic. You commit a murder. They let you out of jail on your own recognizance. You don't have to post cash bail. You don't have to put your mama house up on the block. You don't have to risk your mama house being taken away if you don't show up for coat. There's no consequences to your murderous action. There's no consequences to you skipping out on your trial because there's no bail to forfeit. So you go out and commit more crimes. And what the hell? If they arrest you, if the defunded police departments around the nation arrest you, the DAs are going to let you out. They're going to probably not even press charges. They're going to come up with some BS excuse like you had a rough upbringing. You had a tough home life. You were underprivileged, underserved. 
and therefore we're not going to prosecute you. We're going to slap you on the wrist and tell you, please don't go out and murder anyone else. And then people with 71, 72, 100, 150 previous arrests, multiple convictions, simply go out and commit more crimes. This is what Joe Biden has brought to America. This is what the Democratic Party in general has brought to America. We can talk about the sky-high gasoline prices. Yes, they've come down a dollar, dollar thirty, but they're still double what they were. Year number three of Donald Trump's presidency, double. He's paying a dollar sixty-five per gallon in the middle of Donald Trump's third year in office, and now it's three sixty a gallon in most of America. Joe Biden says that's not his fault. That's not the Democratic Party's fault. But who's in charge? You know, Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. That's who's in charge. That's who's running this shit show. Pardon my French on a Saturday morning. Which is starting to look like I'm running out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Wish me a few periods of dry weather today for our Volkswagen show in Kenner, Louisiana. And I look forward to speaking to you again on the very next edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Go out there and have a wonderful weekend. And do not forget, please, to vote Republican on Tuesday. It is the most important midterm election in recent history. Bye-bye for now. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music provided by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics.